are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And here we are, I promise you, awake. <laughs> we are awake. Well, I don't know. I, I say we. Like, you know, we're not like... You know, we're not cuddling right now. We're not like, not like we're, you know, playing Big Spoon, Little Spoon here or anything. I'm just going to assume. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that, that Rex is awake. Um, I'm certainly awake. Um, well, I mean, we're in different states, so. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, but, you know, I can spoon from long distance, let's be fair. Um, <laughs> you, you, want to film, you want to photograph me nude, you're going to need one of those long lenses. You're going to need one of those longer lenses. <laughs> oh, man. No, you know, it's... Uh, uh, last week, yeah, I swear to God, I was almost like, just, just, Rex, listen to me. Don't even release last week. Like, I don't like saying that last week's, come on, dude, we were, you fell, you, Rex I, literally fell asleep. I legitimately I, fell asleep at one point. Like, so, I had something at work, I had one of those work events, and, um, you know, one of those work events where it's super draining, and you have to, like, you're just surrounded by people, and you have to walk around and be like, hi, how are you, how's it been, you know, like one of those, and... I, I didn't get much sleep the night before, and when I, by the time I got home, at first I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good to go. Then as the show went on and on and on, I literally just, I, I was, I stopped drinking beer and I started drinking like Mountain Dew. Like I was just drinking anything I could try to keep me awake with caffeine in it. And I literally dozed off at one point. There were entire parts of the last episode where if I am incoherent, it's because I was going in and out of sleep as I was talking. So if last episode sucked, I apologize. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit better this week, so. But, uh, that, well, what that's what know? Matt. Oh man, you know, uh, between between my traveling and my sleep being all messed up, and uh, it was just it, it was just a bad week. Um, and I don't like. <clears throat> I don't I like want to skip two weeks a in a row. What's that? I said I didn't want to skip two weeks in a row. Well, you know, and here's the thing, and 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 this is going to sound kind of odd, but like, I am aware that if we were a show, well, like a good show, or <laughs> one that had standards. No, I mean like like legitimately, most shows would probably have been like, you know what, this this episode kind of sucks. Toss it. We do it. We'll do it better. Here's the thing, though. That's not the point of this show. We've said it from day one. Like, we don't go back in here and fix errors. Like, whoops, I said the wrong name. Whoops! No, you know what I mean? Like, we don't go back and go, oh, whoops, I mentioned the wrong album by ACDC. Or I accidentally said Farts Warning. You know, like, we, we don't do that. That's not the point of the show. It's supposed to... So, you know what? That's just the way it goes, man. Sometimes... And I'm not making excuses. I'm just being honest. Like, that's just the way this show goes. Like, we can't... It's just gonna happen. And I, I as bad as it sounds, it's kind of like... You know, Led Zeppelin didn't write tunes that everybody liked. They left that to the Bee Gees. But uh, um, so I did. I really, really thought about it. But I was like, no, we, we, we owe it to our listeners to, even if we're not at our best, you know what? Put it out there. Like, you know, like, yeah, look, we're, we're open. We're honest. We're not, you know, we're not any trunk. We're not perfect. You know, we're, you know, we're just not. So I, I'm, not, I'm not proud of the episode. I mean, it had its laughs, but 
you know, I'm, I'm not proud of the episode, but I'm proud that we put it out. I'm proud that we didn't second guess ourselves. But I, I promise you tonight will be a little bit more. Dude, it's not even that we weren't prepared. Well, it's not that we were any less prepared than we normally are. We were, I was just dead, dude. I was just dead. Like, like, like 1,000% dead. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it was... <clears throat> I just, I've, I don't think I've ever been um, uh, that just flat out tired on this show before. I don't yeah, remember I the last have. time I was that brain dead ever. I mean, like, in general, not just, like, on this show. Well, anyway, long story short, I've never been that tired doing that show. I don't remember being that tired, you know, ever. Or maybe not so tired, like that <laughs> brain dead. Normally, even when I'm tired, I'm not like, my brain doesn't work. Yeah, no, anyway. normally when I'm tired, I'm just, I, I actually, like, pick up a little bit during the show, um, but last week, I, I don't know, man, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was rough, so I don't even know if anything I said, I would not be surprised if I was, like, literally, like, you know, I'm like it, <laughs> at some point I last mean, week. We had one episode that we had to throw half of it away, but we were drunker than I've been in my adult life, so that was... Um, that was, that was totally different, you know? Um, that was, that was a, that was a weird, weird, weird night. Anyway, um, but no, so we've got some stuff to talk about. We actually have a, um, a, what the hell did we call that? I give you something to listen to. You give me something to listen to thing. The heavy metal. Uh, heavy metal hangover challenge as well. Yeah. I, I mean, th there were softballs this week. We both gave each other records. We thought the other one would at least kind of like. Um, so we'll do that. We both have picks of the week. We've got a couple things we want to talk about. We'll probably blab on for a while. You know, have a little bit of fun. Um, it's a good time any way you look at it, though. I gotta um, buy something, too. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood to buy something. It's payday. <laughs> well, then. Go ahead. What do you think of buying? I don't know. I really and truthfully don't know. Like, I, I even, like, there's not even any records that came out this week that I'm like, oh, I should pick that up. I already, like, got everything, and, um, you know, I, I'm at a loss. This is, this is, like, the first week in a long time where I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't even know if I want to buy anything. It's crazy. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know. I really have no idea. Yeah, like, well... what the hell? Yeah. But I'll figure out. I'm sure I'll figure something out. A few, a few beers in, I'll, I'll decide I need a copy of something, or I need an album, or, or a comic, or something. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. There, there's, there's always, there, there's always something. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Go ahead, Rex. Drink a little bit more. You got to do it. Uh, drink, Duff would drink just buy. We'll, we'll, we'll get you there eventually. Duff would just splurge on OnlyFans subscriptions. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's probably what I'll be spending my money on. That's usually what I'm spending my money on. Let's be, let's be completely fair. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, so anyway, um, we, we, we do. We have some stuff to talk about. Uh, why, don't, why don't we do this? Why don't we kick straight into the, uh, the whatever we call this heavy metal. Uh, well, do, well, let's do our picks of the week first. Okay. And then we'll do the we'll do the other thing. They're softballs this week. The the records we gave each other are totally straight up softballs. Whether we like them or not like them, that's not really the point. But they are straight. They were softballs this week, um, which I'm kind of glad for because, you know, I didn't have to like rack my brain and overthink it. It was at least something that I didn't have to like 
work hard to listen to. But anyway, so Rex, what is your pick of the week? <clears throat> uh, it's a new album by Enforcer called Nostalgia. So Enforcer is one of those weird bands that uh, um, I don't, I dare not call them retro. Um, but truthfully and honestly, I was thinking about giving these guys to you as a as a as a as a band challenge band. One of the reasons I didn't this past week was because of their new album coming out, and I wanted to talk about their new album. Um, but I got turned on to them by a, a skateboard dude, actually, Jerry Gurney. He released a video um, to their song Destroyer from a few albums ago, and I really dug them. Um, they're old school. Like I said, they're like a little retro. Um, there's, you know, I want to say think like later new album. Where they where they almost have that little bit of thrash edge to them, but they're they're not quite that aggressive. You know what I mean? Like they they play fast, but but not aggressive. I guess is the way to put it. Um, and their singer actually sings, so I don't know how to describe them. But uh, I really dig their new album, Nostalgia. It's a little different. I I will say to me, it's it's a little less heavy than their last albums. Uh, the song Nostalgia is actually pretty cool. It's actually it's a it's a pretty well done ballad um, that I dig, but uh, yeah. So the new album by Enforcer Nostalgia, it's uh, it's a pretty cool album. I, I will say I, I probably like their last album a little bit better, but this one's still pretty good. Um, I uh, my pick of the week uh, actually, well, um, I don't know that this is weird that I'm going to say this. Number one, um. I, not a metal record. And number two, I don't know. Is this a punk record? I don't think it's punk. I, I see them labeled as punk, and that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Maybe they were at one point in the early parts of their career, but I don't think they're punk at all. Um, but my pick of the week is actually the new record by the Dropkick Murphys, um, um, Oakham and Rising. And first of all, they're a total like, dude, you listen to Dropkick Murphys, you just want you just want to drink, which that works. Number two, they're playing at Vakken this year, which, again, it's like, well, they're not metal. Why are they playing at Vakken? Because they're a drinking band. It's awesome. Um, they, you know, I, admittedly, I don't know if you like them at all, but they're, they're admittedly not a band I ever spent a lot of time listening to as much as they're a band that I always liked it when someone was like, when you're, like, you're hanging out and someone puts on a you know, Dropkick Murphys, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can drink to this all day. I don't know. They're fun. They're different. They kind of did their own thing. Um, it's super identifiable. I don't think they're punk, but if they are, they are great, great. They're oi, punk, great, awesome punk record. I like. It sounds nothing like the punk I don't like, but um, I dig it. I dig it. I really like the record. It's fun. It's kind of exactly what you expect. I'm also, you know, look. I'm going to Ireland for the first time this summer. I'm gonna see them at Vakin. So I was, I was in the mood for them anyway. When I saw they had a new record come out, I was like, oh, dude, I got to listen. I listened to it a couple times. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Are you going to go to Ireland? Are you going to go to Ireland? Um, probably. I'm the leprechaun. Garth, I'm the leprechaun. Don't try and steal me, pot of gold. <laughs> Don't try to steal me, pot of gold. Um, Actually, my buddy just saw them in Boston on St. Patrick's Day. Really? Oh, that'd yeah. be awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what you do, right? Like, um, do it. You know, like I would do it. I, I, it would. Oh man, that's cool. They, they're just a, they're a fun band, dude. How many times on this show have we said, where the hell, where did all the fun go? 
Just where'd the fun go? And 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 look, I I know I know I'm not a punk fan, but admittedly, when I say I don't like punk, I really more or less mean stuff that sounds like what I think of as punk. There are certainly bands that might be quote unquote punk bands that I would like, but they don't sound like what I think of as quote unquote punk. I just don't. That's fine. But dude, and and you know, here's the thing about here's the thing I like about the Dropkick Murders, and let me add this as well. They're not just fun. Like they're fun. They're not. They're not a joke band. Like Steel Panther is funny. They're fun, but they're funny. Alestorm is fun, but they're funny. Sometimes it's nice to have a band that's just blatantly fun. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the kind of band where you play it and you're like, I want to drink a beer. This is awesome. This is this is gonna be fun. I like this. I'm gonna enjoy this. You know, like, and, and I think, um, I think, um, like, they're just, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to just keep saying fun. Um, <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious. Um, okay. So anyway, um, but yeah, like, uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Dropkick Murphys, they're fun. Again, <laughs> no, uh, love the record. I think you should check it out. I think, I think, you know, again, you don't have to be. And I don't. And I also correct me if I'm wrong. I think they have kind of a a a genre agnostic crowd. Maybe I'm completely wrong about this, but I don't think they necessarily attract fans that that are really into one genre. You know what I mean? Like I don't think their fans are necessarily all punk fans. I don't think their fans are necessarily any. What I mean is, I bet you if you if you saw the Dropkick Murphys, and I actually don't think there's a thong for their name, but it doesn't matter. I, I, uh, um, I, I'm willing to bet if you went and saw them in concert, and you looked around the crowd, you could probably have a conversation with a ton of people that are all in different kinds of music. Because they're, 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 I mean, I know, you know, they're punk, but they don't really, they don't comfortably fit in a genre. That I don't think they do at all. They've got, you know, the kind of folk sound going for it as well. Um... I, I just don't think you really know what punk is, and if you hear as soon as you hear something is punk, and I'm not criticizing you, I'm well, just saying as soon as you hear something is punk, you already decide you don't like it. No, well, if 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 I hear vocals that remind me of punk vocals, I'm out probably regardless. It's actually, um, I mean, hey, but I don't, I don't know what you think of as punk vocals. Like there, there's, I mean, not everybody is Johnny Rotten. You know well, what I mean? The, 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 when I when I say I don't like punk, that's I'm aware it's a broader term than that. Hey, I like them. I like, albeit, I spend very little time listening to them. I like the Ramones. I've always liked the Ramones. I'll always like the Ramones. I'm not a Ramones fan because I don't go out of my way to listen to them, but I've always liked the Ramones. I don't like the Misfits, but I just don't like Glenn Danzig's voice. Um, but, so, I, I, it, 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 but, so, I mean, I, again, when, when, <laughs> I, I, say, I say there's a lot of types of music. I, I, well, I don't really like jazz either. Well, that's not entirely true. Uh, you know, there, there, are, there are records out there that I like. Um, but, you know, it, 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 all just, it all just depends. But anyway, no, I, I, I appreciate... Um, I appreciate that, that they're... See, the Different. Dropkick Murphys always had a West Coast punk sound to me, and the only West Coast punk bands I really I really dig, because generally when I think of the sound of West Coast punk, I think of, um, I don't want to say pop punk, but I think of that kind of, 
that, that's softer punk, like The Offspring, um, uh, but, but, uh, Bad Religion, which I like Bad Religion's first couple albums, and they're all right. Um, but, I, you know, I, me personally, when I listen to punk, I prefer, you know, the, the old school British punk and especially like the, the hardcore punk. Um, you know, the, the West Coast punk always basically a lot of the West Coast punk bands became alter became either pop punk or alternative like bands later on in their careers, like Offspring, Bad Religion, um, 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 uh, blah, 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 blah. I guess No Effects never became like an alternative band, but they were always lumped in with them. Um, you know, that that whole group. Oh, oh, the big one, Green Day. Green Day started off in that scene. Um, so like. That's what I always and Dropkick Murphys. I know they're not from the West Coast, but they they kind of, I mean, based on the little I've heard of them, and I have only heard a little bit of them, um, they remind me of that sound, and it's generally this the sound of punk that I, I don't like, and I I even you know the Offspring being the only exception because I like everything the Offspring did up up through um, up through Americana. After that, with like original Prankster and all that stuff, I was like, eh, they got too, too goofy but uh yeah i mean so i don't know like you're, you're kind of going in a way different direction of punk than i do i generally like i said um i like the punk that that influenced thrash more so than the punk that was influenced by thrash if that makes any sense um you know like gbh uh uh discharge you know that kind of stuff um is more what i gravitate towards and the, and the, the west coast sound or that like softer punk is i don't know I, I lump it too close together with bands like green day which you know i don't mean to, i'm not taking a crap on green day they did their thing and you know they're millionaires but you know it, I, it, it's just not the punk i enjoy no well I, and, and again i'm aware that that's a broader that's a broader term you know i um it's it just it's just how it goes i mean but metal is a huge term as well yeah um there's metal I don't like. Well, me too. Me, you know, me too. There, there's, there's, well, uh, uh, if if you figure, there's there, there's bands in genres I don't like. There, there's no there, there's there's no common. I mean, I say I don't like rap, but there's probably something out there. I mean, I don't like country, but there's country I like. As a broad term, I don't like country. But I'm going to go see Wheeler Walker Jr. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> like, like, you don't have to be a country fan to like him. Just Drop him out. Let me see. <laughs> I mean, like, you just got to be a pervert. Well, we all know where I lie on that one. <laughs> I, uh, I think you need to say the term tiggle bitties a lot more often. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I would, but I just I, I, when <laughs> you're it, when not comes, that subtle. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I, when when has um <laughs> when has being subtle been my been my strong suit? It it hasn't. Um, uh, but anyway, long story short, actually, you know, we're we're gonna talk about, and I know I said fun a thousand times, but we're gonna actually talk about that. I think that's going you know what that's actually gonna be a big theme of what we talk about today because I think there's a couple of things we want to talk about that I, I this was not planned but there's at least two topics if you're looking at the show Rex um, that one 
are you looking? <laughs> oh, the that list. one, and also this one, um, are just you know about that topic. So we'll 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 bounce back. Um, we'll bounce back to that. Yes. So why don't we why don't we take a, a look at um, <laughs> why don't we why don't we think about the um, the, the next thing we were going to talk about and that is the 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 HMH challenge. I don't think this one's going to be a long one. I don't think we're going to have to you know go too far into in, too deep in the woods with this one. Um, but I'll, I'll start with the one I gave you. Um, and, and actually, you ended up telling me, you, you think, I think I sent it to you like years ago, but that's okay. Um, the, the record I gave you was In the Minds of Evil by Deicide. Let me just clarify the reason I gave it to you. I gave it to you because, well, you've been listening to a lot of Florida death metal. And I know you don't dislike Deicide, but I know they're typically not your thing. And to me, that is their one album that doesn't sound like any of their other albums. Because Jack Owen played on it. And they admitted it was the only album they ever put out that Steve didn't just write all the guitars himself. Like, they actually collaborated on the record. And Jack, dude, you can hear Jack Owen all th- across that whole record. It, that's not right. That's not true. There's a couple of songs that sound like Deicide. And the rest are like, oh, my God, that's totally Jack Owen. It's totally Jack Owen. So that's why, that's why I gave it to you. Um, just, just, I don't know. I, 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 this was not me trying to get you into Deicide. This was just me going, hey, you've been into Florida death metal lately. Jack Owens on this record, you pretty, I mean, you like pretty much anything that guy does. So here, you know, listen. Oh, and it was a, it's a 37 minute long record. I felt like kind of a, a penis for giving you a longer, like over an hour long record last time. So I was trying to be kind and give you one that would be easy for you. So anyway, go ahead and talk about it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, the, the, the problem I have is I've listened to Once Upon the Cross and then I've casually listen to other deicide and when i say casually i mean i've been like i've had it on or been around while it was on or whatever um and so i I don't really have a basis of comparison to say oh this is more x than this album or y than that album um i will say it definitely has a more old school florida florida death metal sound at least to me um i i like the riffage in it you know of course, the God is dumb. I hate God. Ah, God is dumb. I hate God. God sucks. Ah, you know. Of course, I have no problem with that. I mean, I listen to tons of bands that say that. Deicide. It's 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 overly comical at times with Deicide. Um, it's like Glenn Benton's like, ah, oh, I I swear he wakes up and says, dude, I wish at this point I could just write a song about anything else. <laughs> But it's kind of like what I'm stuck doing. You know what I mean? Like, even Cannibal Corpse, they can at least branch out and say, oh, let's write a song about a zombie. Oh, let's write a song about, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, as long as it's not like a power ballad, they can probably figure out a way to write a song about it. With Deicide, it's like, ah, song number 352 about God is dumb. I hate God. Ah. <laughs> but anyways, um... I know that there's, they sing about other stuff, but I'm just being... No, you know, no, they pretty much don't sing about anything well, else. Well, yeah, but <laughs> no, uh, they either... Pretty much, they pretty much don't think, sing about anything else. They, um, if they have great. 12 records... Great. And 12 um, songs on every record. Great. 12 out of 12 of them... Great. ...are about God is dumb. Great. <laughs> I, love, I always love, I always love that, that. No, that is awesome. That is um, legitimately awesome. Great. Great. Um, yeah, that, that is cool. But yeah, so I mean, I, I liked it. Um, 
you know, meaning like I, I enjoyed listening to it. It did remind, you know, again, it, it, it sounded like exactly like you said, it sounded like Florida, Florida death metal. Um, again, you know, I probably listen to it again. Will it, will it be like a go-to for me? I can't say that it will just because, you know, I mean the, the problem with the Florida death metal bands, and this is the same thing I had, I, you know, we were talking this week about other Florida death metal bands. Like we were in, since we were talking about uh, morbid angel and, you know, I said to you, I'm like, I can, I can do Morbid Angel up till about Covenant. And then it's not that I think they suck. It's not that I think they're bad. It's just they changed enough. So I was like, you know, they're good. But it's just kind of like I, I want to go more in the other direction. And I said the same thing. You know, you and I, you and I have had many discussions when we when we did a de- that death writ retrospective a while back. Um, we both agreed that Symbolic was probably their overall strongest album. But then you gravitated more towards like the human and the, and the and that that era, whereas I was more into the leprosy, scream bloody gore, you know, spiritual healing era, and that you know, and that that's generally where I find my wheelhouse to be is in that early Florida death metal era. So you you want to talk about obituary, you know, Cannibal Corpse? I know they're the exception because, but Cannibal Corpse is weird because it's almost like they're two different bands. If you listen to them with Barnes and you listen to them with Corpse Grinder, Vile notwithstanding, because Vile was a transition album, they are literally, if they would have changed their name, I wouldn't have even realized it probably at first until you like look at the liner notes to see who's in the band. Because if you compare the bleeding to Gallery of Suicide, there's so little connective tissue there. Now, that's not to say that there weren't things that carried over or, or you know, once you see it, oh, okay, now I see the transition, especially when you insert Vile in there. But, um, you know, that, that early, that early Florida death metal sound, like even with Morbid Angel, I love Alters of Madness. I love Blessed are the Sick. Covenant's pretty good, really good. Um, it's just that, you know, I I don't know, maybe, maybe it's the later Florida death metal that it's not that I don't like it. It's just, you know, I mean, maybe I'm being a, you know, grumpy old man and saying back in my day when Blessed are the Sick came out, Morbid Angel wasn't just double bass with you know, where you couldn't even hear the guitars anymore. And, you know, back when, you know, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but, you know, we always talk about how on this show, you and I generally are more into like the meat and potatoes, old school death metal than the modern, like, you know, how fast can I play a blast beat while the guy tremolo picks and does 50 arpeggios on a, on a 10 string guitar. And, you know, like generally speaking, you know, again, sometimes that stuff is cool. And I'm not, I'm not saying I never like it, but generally speaking, you know, I'm, I'm more likely to listen to Skeletal Remains or Jungle Rot than I'm going to be to listen to, like, whatever the Gent Flavor of the Week band is. Um, you know, I recently started listening to Meshuga, so maybe my, my horizons will broaden and I'll change my mind. And again, before anybody jumps down my throat, I repeat, I'm not saying those bands suck. I'm just saying they're not my thing. Just like... A lot of people who listen to only death metal will say glam metal is not their thing or or new wave of British heavy metal is not their thing or whatever. Um, We're all we can all like different things. And that's what's awesome. But anyways, back to in the minds of evil. Yeah, you know, I I, it's funny because I mentioned to you, like I started listening to it and then I looked at the cover and I was like, I think you did send me this album or, you know, you told me to listen to it years ago and I listened to it. Um so like I you know I I think I had heard it before but I'm not a hundred percent because again you know again Deicide is is one of those bands where I respect them 
Um, I do like Once Upon the Cross a lot. Uh, and this album is probably, you know, up there in terms of one that I would probably listen to again. But Deicide's never been one of those bands where I'm like, man, I re- I've never said in my life, dude, I really feel like listening to some Deicide. You know, I-, I don't know what it is about them. It's just they never caught on with me. But yeah, overall, I will say this was a good album and I enjoyed listening to it thoroughly. Um, I probably will listen to it again. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of riffage in there. I got to admit, like, it's not... I will say this, whether it's what my conception of Deicide is or this was a departure album for them, this album is not generally what I would think of Deicide sounding like or what I remember Deicide sounding like. Well, and it that's why I was so bummed when on the next record they're like, oh, we're going back to our old sound. Why, dude? That was awesome. Like, it had riffs on it. No, dude, and I like Deicide. But... They always were, they were more than the other death metal bands of the Florida death metal bands in the early days. Cannibal Corpse was trying to be the most like gory, violent. Deicide was trying to be the most extreme, like push it over, you know, have the most extreme vocals and the the fat, you know, like all of that. I mean, Legion, I'm under the impression that they couldn't even play most of those songs because Glenn couldn't play them. Like, they were, you know, that's why, I mean, his, his vocals are ridiculous. You know, he overdoes the, the scary vocals. But, I mean, that's her thing. Like, I, I get it. I'm not, I'm not complaining. Um, but that record just, man, it came out of nowhere, and I was like, this is, this is damn refreshing. Yeah, it's really straight cool. Straight up damn refreshing. Literally, it's straight up damn, damn refreshing. refreshing. It's, it's, like, it's like crystal gravy. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. It's crystal gravy. And when, when you have crystal gravy, like, why, 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 why should anything else exist? It shouldn't. There's no point. The only thing now we need to hear is, uh, is uh, you know, Van, they need to cover Van Halen's Right Now. Right now. It's your tomorrow because God is dumb. I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> right now. God's a dumbass. <laughs> and then, and what's funny is Glenn, we're like, oh, that's good. I got to write that down. Oh, man, I got to write that down. <laughs> That's good stuff. Can't forget this. Got to pull out my little Glenn, pocket recorder. Glenn, are you carving something into your head again? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Like I will always make fun of that band and like them at the same time. Um. Well, he. I mean, he's said a thousand oh, times he regrets so much doing that. He's like, when I'm dropping off my kids, it really sucks. <laughs> like he's dropping his kids off in school. <laughs> You know, then you've got then you've got Corpse Grinder who's just like, yeah, here's me. I'm a cannibal corpse, and I'm dropping <laughs> off my kids. <laughs> he drops his kids off of school, and he's like, "How you doing? I'm George. Nice to meet you, Pete. What are you doing here? How you how, how you been? How's how's the family?" Yeah. Then he's like, he's like, "Here, I'm George. I sing for Cannibal Corpse, and this is my daughter's ballet recital." You know, like, do you headbang, oh, George? Man. Do you headbang? <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I'm just I'm envisioning like. The family guy, the 32nd family guy about Glenn Benton. <laughs> you know that would be something that like would be on the family guy. Like, like <laughs> I'm, I'm just here to pick up my kid. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> dude, you're Glenn Benton. About the yeah, yeah, that's me. Dude, 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 God is, can you say, dude, 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 can you record my voicemail and say, God is dumb? You've reached Jerry's phone. <laughs> Hi, uh, you've reached Jerry's phone. God is dumb. This is Glenn Benton. Leave a message. <laughs> it's, it's just, 
It's just funny. Great. <laughs> Great. 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 It's just funny. I don't know. Anyway, so go ahead. Explain the explain the one you gave me, and I, you know, well, I'll I'll talk about it when you give it to me. In fact, I've got to open the record up because I'm. So totally, I, I you gave I'm totally me a not long gonna track name. So you're gonna have to. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm opening it. you know, night. Okay, so let, let's for, let me preface this for a little bit. So you gave me a long album last time, so I gave sure. you a long one this time. But I've been actually trying to get you to listen out listen to this album for a long time because when I heard this, I I. I I found this band, be, it, it was totally one of those, I don't know where I was, like, I was on a website somewhere doing, like, looking up music stuff, and I saw the name Night Demon, and I was like, that sounds cool, I wonder what they sound like, and they had a triple live album, and this triple live album was called Live Darkness, and it was like a triple live album, and it was, like, cheap, and I was like, huh, so I listened to a couple tracks, and I was like, oh, I'm buying this. And then I listened to it, and I was like, whoa, this rules. Um, so I gave you the album Live Darkness by Night Demon, and it's it's a triple vinyl live album. So it's got no shortage of tracks. It's got 23 blazing metal tracks on it, including a cover of Evil Like a Knife. Uh, that's a Midnight cover. And, excuse me, Athenar from Midnight actually plays it with them because, again, it's a live album. But... I Night Demon is is among those bands where I kind of got into them while I was in like my well I still am in my vinyl kick but and I've mentioned it before where when I listen to a record now especially one on vinyl I put it on and I absorb it and I enjoy it I don't memorize the tracks um so you know when you're selling oh go over this track or that track I could tell you one of some of my favorites like the song night demon is awesome the song satan is awesome um i you know those those songs stand out to me um uh, i'm trying to remember some of the other ones i really like um made in hell i love like dawn rider is awesome so you know full speed ahead is off full speed ahead um anyways but like i generally just this is one of those albums where i put it on and they did such a good job recording it that I kind of it, it's it's one of those albums that I kind of feel like I'm at the concert. So you know there, there's those live albums where you put them on and it sounds like they said, "Hey, let's do a live album." And then there's those other live albums where it sounds like they literally just played and some guy recorded it. In terms of quality, that's not what this sounds like. It's actually a very good sounding album. But the one thing that this band does that so few only that so few have done on this album is they have they captured what it's like to be at one of their shows you know kiss went back into the studio when they did um the first alive album and that that's what their goal was they said you know we we want to make it sound like you're at a kiss show so we boosted the pyrotechnics boosted the crowd cleaned up the audio i don't think any of that was done here but i will say that you know this album, this live album, to me harkens back to Live After Death. It harkens back to hundred, you know, official live one hundred and one proof by Pantera, where it sounds like you're at a show, and it carries that energy through. And this is one of those bands, that, in my opinion, carries their energy through very well. And I listen to their studio albums, and while their studio albums are good, this just had something a little extra. Maybe it was just they had a great set or something when they recorded it, but. Um, no, Night Demon, I, I ended up getting their entire discography. I just got their new album. It was actually my pick of the week a few weeks ago, or maybe a couple months ago. Um, 
but man, I, I love this band and I, I will be a fan. Um, but anyways, I, I don't mean to bogart the conversation there. So go ahead and tell me what you well, thought of it. No, it's a, it's, I mean, it, and I, I know you've told me about him. It's weird. Like, and I know this happens to both of us. You know, I don't think, well, we, we, okay, let's backtrack a little bit. When, when we worked in radio, we, we did our old metal show. We used to say all the time, we would find bands in like the crap bins that no one else was talking about. And we'd be like, oh my God, this is awesome. It's like how you got into Cryptopsy. I'm not saying you were the only one, but you got into Cryptopsy early on in their career. And, you know, in those days, it, you, you, you wouldn't have found out about Cryptopsy unless you, you know, you had to kind of, you had to go to a show or something. Like, there weren't a band you would have just accidentally stumbled on because they didn't have, you know, enough promotion at the time. It happened to me with Imani Marth. I, I heard them, you know, on, on one cent from the Golden Hall. That happens. But on the flip side, the opposite happens. You overlook stuff. And there's, well, there's fans now. that just... What's that? Especially now. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason I'm saying this is there are, there are times when you and I send each other stuff, and sometimes it's just like, I'm busy, I'll get back to it, and I, you know, we don't get around to doing it. So it's not like we don't mean to. It just happens. And we both listen to so much stuff, and sometimes we forget about it. I'm not even saying I didn't listen to Night Demon at some point. You probably sent me a song and I listened to it. It must have just gone completely... I might, maybe I was distracted. I don't know. But when you said Night Demon, I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's, let's listen to that. That sounds awesome. Man, I have to tell you, I'm just laughing because the first thing I said was I'm like, I listened to the first track, Welcome to the Night. That's all I heard. And I'm like, wow, that vocalist sounds like he could be in the band Satan. And I'm like, this band is totally like Sarath Ungle and Satan. I wonder, I wonder who's in this band. And I look it up. I was like, are you serious? Two guys from Sarath Ungle and Satan? Now, they were live touring members later. So it's not like they were the original guys or anything. But I was like, okay. And I messaged you. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I was, I was right on track with... With, with being there. Um, first of all, so let me, let me, uh, actually, about from a live album perspective, I think it's recorded well. It's not overdone by any means. Is it over recorded, but it doesn't sound like crap? I, I don't know if you were kind of, I think it's right there, that happy, made, a happy medium, you know, where like it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm with you. It sounds like you're at a, it sounds like you're at a concert. It doesn't sound like crap. It doesn't sound, overly polished but it sounds it sounds good i love the appropriate amount of reverb on the vocals because in this kind of music that's just kind of well listen to bands like satan like that's what you're going to hear to me i hear welcome to the night and i'm like Dude, this song is straight up like Sirith Ungle, uh, Satan. Like, this is straight up new Wobbum. By the way, this band is new. They've only been around for like 10 or 12 years, right? They're totally a throwback band, like 100%. I appreciate the fact that they don't necessarily sound like any one band. They kind of sound like little bits of all. I used to say that about Evile. 
I said Evile was an old school thrash like throwback band, but they didn't sound like any one band. Like they'd go from an Anthrax riff to a Metallica riff to a Testament bridge. Like they would just, you know what I mean? It was a little bit of all of them. And I I hear a lot of that in Night Demon. Like I, it might be full speed ahead. Like it's at the second or third. It's what well, the second or third. I'm looking at the track listing, but second or third track, it comes right out. It's like, dude, that's Iron Maiden. Like, and I mean like Paul Diano, Iron Maiden musically. Like the, the running free drums and like the bass comes in. It's like, oh, cool. Early Iron Maiden. Then you've got a song like Dawn Rider, which is straight except. Now, the, the vocals are not like except, but the vocal line, like what he's singing through the verses, are totally except. If you listen to the song um, Shadow Soldiers by Except and then listen to that, you'll see what I mean. Like there's huge, I don't, it's not a, I, I'm not accusing, it's not plagiarism, that's not what I mean. I'm saying, like, it is definitely, it's there. And and I love that they, I love that they, they, that they do that. And um, the Midnight cover's on here, and I forget which song, is that Evil Like a Knife? Yeah. Yeah, that song's awesome too. Um, I, I, I will tell you just because, okay, it's a long record, which, I, hey, dude, you're like, it's an hour and a half. You're like, I don't know, it's an hour and a half. I'm like, it's a live album. Dude, I love that. You know, if it's an hour and a half live record, like that's what I'm used to listening to. I'm used to live after death and I'm used to a live in Athens. And that's what I like. Like, that, dude, awesome. Um, I also. I so the reason I mentioned that out is mention that as I'm like the first five or six tracks, like I, I individually remember them after that. I would have I, I, I couldn't tell you like, oh, that's the one I like as opposed to that one. I'd have to play it because there's a lot of tracks on here for me to remember which ones I like particularly later. Um, but in general, man, I, I do. I, 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 I absolutely 10,000%. Um, 10,000% I'm going to listen to this again. I, I it Actually, no, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This will, this will move. Um, this one will move into my permanent list category I um, I mean now now let me say this I have not listened to their studio albums yet I haven't I'm assuming I'm gonna I mean you tell me if I like this I'm gonna like the live I'm gonna like the studio albums right yeah, I mean, they generally sound the same. It's just, it's always going to, you know, the difference between a live album and a studio album, you're going to, it's going to sound neater, cleaner, you know, whatever you want to say. But I, I generally prefer, I don't want to say, I don't know. I started by listening to the live album. So the studio albums were a little bit of a, I don't want to say a shock, but they were definitely a little different to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds the same. I mean, their newer stuff sounds good, too. I mean, the stuff that's not on the live album, the stuff that we came after, so. Yeah, like, um, I'm thinking. So, uh, 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 what was the album a couple of, what was the first one you gave me? What's, what's the band? It was the first one you gave me. Oh, you mean, uh, like, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. What, what was the band uh, name? <laughs> cool. Ghoul, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Duh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when I listened to Ghoul? And actually, even if you don't care about these bands per se, this is this is a good this is a good point that I'm about to make. 
when I was listening to Ghoul, you're like, oh, yeah, they're funny and they have all this personality. And I was like, dude, I didn't get it. But then you were like, no, live, it's there. I was like, okay. I actually think with this band, had you sent me the studio albums, I probably would have liked it. But in this case, I think sending me the live album was the right one because I think I got more than just, this is a good band. And, and if a live album's good, I know, like, you were always a lot pickier about live albums. I tend to, I was always, like, I went straight for live albums. I always really liked them. Um, but I liked them most when you got something that you didn't get on the record. Now, now sometimes it's a song, you know? Like, in the case of Wasp, if you get live in the raw, you get songs that you... You know, like the big one about the PMRC is on there. You don't get that anywhere else. But I like when you when there, there's, you know what I mean, the intangibles. When, when, when a live record gives you the intangibles. And why that's important is, God, we've said this forever, that sometimes, actually not sometimes, any band that is good, maybe there's some exceptions, but pretty much across the board, if the band is great, there is something there that is, that is not just there's some great music on this record. Dude, all those years that I was a Pantera fan, I always said, musically speaking, I like Pantera. I'm not a huge fan of Pantera. But I was a huge fan of everything about Pantera. What I mean by that is, like, their videos. And, like, I loved that stuff. Because there was more to Pantera to me than just some cool riffs on records. If Pantera didn't have their videos, they probably wouldn't have been as important of a band to me as they as they were. And and I'm probably that's unfair picking on Pan. I'm not picking on Pantera. But um like with this album, I think I do. I really really think you get the intangibles. And so I'm I'm really glad you gave me the live record. I think it was it was spot on. It's it's gonna and 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 look like I liked Ghoul and I was like, hey man, I'll listen to them again. But I liked Ghoul. No, this I really really like. And I I and then again, you were you were spot on. This is something I really really liked. And I'm totally gonna listen to this again. I really want to listen to the rest of them. Um, but I think it's just I think it's just a, a good point that. Well, and actually, hey, I'll, and I'll use the Deicide example too. I think there were two things that we learned tonight. The first one is that sometimes it's what's not just on the record that makes a band special. Sometimes it's something live. Sometimes there's something else. And with a live record, I really do, I think, again, I haven't listened to their albums, their studio albums. I'm willing to bet you that there is just that extra bit of something there. I say intangible, but there's something there that was really awesome. Secondly, with Deicide, I will make the argument that sometimes... There is value in the times when the band steps out of the box a little bit. We talk about that a lot on this show, right? Some people don't want a band to ever change. Some people get bad. You're like, don't ever change. But if you change, we're not going to like you. Blah, blah, blah. Like that conversation. God is dumb. That conversation. I think in the case of Deicide, I wish they would get over the God is dumb. Not because I'm offended because I think it's stupid. But I realize their name is Deicide. They can't do it. They have no identity if they stop singing about that. I get it. But I appreciated that. But they even went about that record differently. They brought Jack Owen in. They said, and it wasn't just Jack writing. They wrote that album as a band, and they have never in the history of DSI done that. 
I think now if it if if their fans really didn't like it, and that's why they went back to more of their traditional sound of the next record, then they probably did the right thing. Because who the hell am I? You know, if I love it, but everybody else is like, you know, whatever. I I, I just think. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was refreshing. So I think those are the two like overarching things that that I will get out of this week. Um, not to mention, I do. I love. I love Night Demon. I, I can't wait to listen to it again. Um, I wasn't even going to have a pick of the week just because I listened to Night Demon, but <laughs> I did. I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear Dropkick Murphys, and I enjoyed it. But uh, so anyway, that's it. Uh, that was kind of fun. Again, softballs across the board. Um, I, I I have a couple of ideas for your next one. One one I might have shown you years ago. And you might get five minutes into it and be like, I am not listening to this. This is the worst thing I've ever heard in the entire world. <laughs> or, or, or it might go, it, you might, and it's not even a band that I like, but it, it might go around and you might go, wait a second. Like, I don't know, man. So, the, my next one I'm going to give you, if you tell, and I'm going to say this right out, that the, the album I'm going to give you next, well, I actually don't know what album it's going to be. I know what band it's going to be. If you message me five minutes in and go, this is terrible, I will say, turn it off and I'll give you something else. I'm making that right here. Um, I, I I'm making that right here. That that is my that is my pact to you. But I'm going to give you a, a something just totally out there. Um, I, I totally out there, just totally and completely out there. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So um, anyway, let's uh, let's jump in. We got I got some stuff we got, we we got to talk about, and I know. There is one that is that is burning you, um, and I've got it highlighted on the sheet. This one is burning you, and it's been it's been burning you for a while. Um, and it dips right back into when I was talking about having fun, and and I think that's part of this. So anyway, this is your topic. You wanted to talk about it. Why don't you jump into this? We'll see where it goes. Um, but I've got it highlighted. That one. If we don't talk about anything else tonight, I want to talk about this. So I know we talk a lot about the big four, but, you know, there's a reason why I want to talk about this. And it's because every single time somebody brings up the big four, every single time, and these, 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 it's constantly in a lot of the heavy metal groups, it's always who should be in the big four that's not Anthrax, meaning Metallica, Megadeth, and, you know, Megadeth and Slayer, big four, who should the fourth be? And yeah, again, we've we've settled this argument before in terms of it's not about who you think is the best, who you think is the coolest. It's about who sold the most records. Anthrax sold the most records. They are number four. Yes, Exodus was out in the 70s. Yes, arguably they were out before most of those other bands. I mean, Kirk Hammett was in Exodus. I mean, you know, but again, Exodus didn't. I mean, their debut was delayed significantly, and they still didn't outsell any of those other bands. So my question is, a lot of the times, like, why does Anthrax get so crapped on? Like, I mean, I have my... I I think I know why. Like, I think I know at least one of the main reasons. But, I mean, generally speaking, I just don't get it, because... Out of the big four, I mean, all the big four had unique sounds. I mean, you can say Megadeth and Metallica sounded the closest together because, I mean, frankly, the first one point, like, two albums by Metallica were pretty much largely 
had Dave Mustaine's fingerprints all over him. Um, but, you know, and Slayer had their own unique sound. But Anthrax also had their own unique sound. And, and out of the four, they're, they, you know, they're my favorite. And, and I'm not just trying to defend Anthrax because they're my favorite, but I'm thinking to myself, like, why do they always get so crapped on? Like, people seem to like Charlie. People seem to like Scott. I mean, people seem to like Frankie as much as, you know, as much he's not one of the, the marquee guys in Anthrax. Of course, you know, I, I honestly think, and, you know, Danny at the time, I don't think anybody had problem with Danny Spitz. But I genuinely think there's two things. Well, no, actually, no, 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 that's not right. Everybody who had to wait in line to get in Danny Spitz's yeah, hotel well, room. <laughs> it's still one of the best stories in the short guy. They're all short. It's anthrax. That, that, they fired the only the, guy who wasn't that, short. That is still one of the best stories in Scott Ian's book. Um, just to recap, Scott Ian had a section in his book where he walked out of his hotel room. He was going to go out or something. By the way, Scott Ian's books are awesome because... He did not touch anything in the 1980s, meaning he didn't drink, he didn't do drugs, so he remembers everything. While everyone else was sloshed or stoned or whatever, he was standing there watching it all happen. So his stories in those books are awesome. Um, but anyways, he he said he walked out of his hotel room. I, I forget the circumstances, but he said there was a line outside of Danny Spitz's room and there was girls standing outside his room. He said the door opened and a girl walked out and he saw inside Danny Spitz standing there wearing nothing but a towel. And he said, next. And the next girl walked in. He said, Danny looked at him, winked and closed the door. <laughs> and to this day, what do I say? I'm like, oh, man, if our band ever would have gotten signed and gotten big, that would have been tough. <laughs> You would have had one of those little, like, deli numbers outside your hotel room door. <laughs> Man, can now you just, serving. Can you like, <laughs> I can just imagine it. Oh, God, it would have been. Oh, but, that would have been horrible. Uh, and I, meanwhile, I would have had, like, you know, I would have had the liquor store doing, uh, doing hourly deliveries. <laughs> I, I don't, there's a really famous picture of Michael Anthony from uh, Van Halen, who I still say to this day, looks more like a guy who wouldn't be in Van Halen, but would listen to a lot of Van Halen, um, where he's got his Jack Daniels bass, and he's literally like sitting on a pile of Jack Daniels, like cases um, of whiskey, and I'm always like, man, that would have been me. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Um, generally, I, I, I seriously think that the reason why Anthrax always gets crapped on, and we can talk about this, is twofold. First, Joey. Um, a lot of people don't like the fact that Anthrax had a singer. I don't understand it because I don't understand how you can like a, a genre that has so many singers like Halford, Bruce Dickinson, Dio, like and and well respected singers, not just like oh yeah they're good, King Diamond, um, and, and but then a thrash band has a singer instead of a guy who yells. And suddenly, that, oh, that's bad. That's a bad thing. Um, and secondly... It was just that. Well, no, no. And secondly, I think it's because they were, out of the big four, the band that had fun. And, like, we talked about this before. You were talking about this when you talked about the Dropkick Murphys. They were a band that walked out wearing board shorts, wearing neon board shorts, playing Ninja Turtles guitars laughing, doing songs like I'm the Man, 
doing songs like uh, NFB, nice uh, Dalib Nakufasen, doing right. songs like NFL, um, you know, Evil Nakufasen, um, you know, Evil Nifakusen, sorry, Evil Nifakusen. Um, and they were goofy. They were not afraid to smile, tell jokes, laugh, have a good time. Whereas a lot of the other bands, you know, Metallica was the drunkards. Metallica would come out and say, we're drinking beer, look at us. Megadeth was the, we're going to play faster than everybody. And Slayer were the evil band. So Anthrax were the goofballs. And I think a lot of people, you know, maybe back then, maybe now, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, read people's minds. I'm just trying to figure this out. I think a lot of people had a problem with a band that would go out and just have fun. Because back then in the 80s, you know, like Slayer had a no smiling rule. Like they weren't allowed to smile on stage because they had to be evil at all times. You had to be dark and evil. I mean, now Tom Morello laughs like a hyena in every interview. And I'm saying that with the utmost respect and love. Like if you ever see Tom Morello in an interview, he's always like, yeah, so I <laughs> went to the store. <laughs> I just assumed he's, I, you know, I just assume, like, most people are probably going to like, hey, he's high. I'm like, no, he's probably looking at Carrie King's stupid tattoos. Like, <laughs> like Carrie King walked how, by. See, that's what, I, that's what I don't understand in that band. How could you play in Slayer and keep a straight face when that well, guy He didn't have those the, stupid plus, tattoos until after Divine Intervention. How did their second half of their career exist, man? I'd be well, like, they, the no Lord, smiling rule oh went away Oh, my God, that's on. hilarious. <laughs> Dude, there's Carrie... Dude, I heard he paid like a hundred. I heard he paid Paul Booth like a hundred grand for those. <laughs> Paul Booth's like, please don't tell anybody I did these. <laughs> Anyways, no, but I, I generally, I genuinely think that that's the case. Like, they had a singer. They were they weren't afraid to go out and have a good time and laugh and be goofballs and tell jokes. And I think that a lot of metalheads at the time were afraid to embrace that. And they had in the '90s. They were one of those bands that really had trouble finding and maintaining an identity through the '90s. You had Metallica, who was like, "Okay, we're going to go the Black Album, the Load." You know, love them or hate them, they found a lot of success in the mainstream. So they didn't have to care about what metalheads thought of them. If Meta if if you were to say, "Well, Metallica's kicked out of the Big Four, we're no longer going to consider them," they'd be like, "Okay, let me dry my eyes with hundred dollar bills." You know, they they wouldn't care. Um, Megadeth, they, you know, with Rust in Peace and the, in the Menza Friedman era, they walked that line pretty good where they were commercial friendly enough where they would get rec mainstream recognition a little bit. They dabbled in it, but still were metal enough where the metalheads didn't disown them. And Slayer kept doing exactly what they always did. Slayer, you know, Diabolus, they downtuned a little bit and that's about it. Otherwise, if you, if you were to play every song of Diabolus, an E flat instead of C sharp, it would sound exactly like every other Slayer album before it. And again, I'm saying that with the utmost respect and love. I'm not crapping on them. But Anthrax, once the 90s hit, they released Sound of White Noise, which was a departure because, I mean, first of all, you had John Bush. He took over for Joey because Scotty and saw which way the wind was blowing. You know, this, this, he said, you know, the, the famous quote was, the lyrics I was writing, Joey was not the no longer the voice singing them. And to me, I think that he got out of the 80s. And the reason why Joey was no longer the voice singing them, it's because no one sang anymore. You know, even Maiden was having trouble at this point. You know, 
a lot of those bands that had the singers, like Priest was maybe the exception, but he wanted to go more in an alternative direction, I think. So John Bush fit that bill. Um, and I don't know. I, you know, so, so all through the nineties, they had an identity crisis. They were like, Oh, we need to sound like, we need to sound like, you know, more, more radio friendly. So let's do radio friendly. And then they were like, Hey, that Pantera band's sounding awesome. And you know, Dimebag's a pretty cool guy and they're, they have a lot of success. Let's try and sound like Pantera. And then eventually, like by the time, we have come for you all came around. They're just like, ah, we'll just throw a bunch of stuff on an album, whatever. And actually I think volume eight is more like it. They were like, let's do a, you know, we're going to try and sound like Pantera, but then we're going to experiment a little in the end. By the time we have come for you all, they're just like, you know what? Let's just write some freaking songs. And it wasn't until worship music came out where it was quote unquote safe to be thrash again. You know, worship music came out after thrash had kind of come back. Thrash had kind of been, established again so it was cool again to be a thrash band i don't know i've i've talked a lot so you give me your take about this i don't want to dominate the whole conversation i i the band struggled with their identity the whole time i which is odd considering that scott and charlie are very you know unique in the way that they do things but I said to you the other day, they've hung their career off of a string of three albums. Basically. Now, 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 pause. That's not me saying I only like three Anthrax albums. That's clearly not true. That is clearly, clearly not true. I love Persistence of Time. And clearly i i think sound of white noise is one of the greatest metal albums ever albeit it's not an anthrax album it's a side project in my head i know it's not but when i listen to it i i'm hearing a side pro i hear him i'm hearing a collaboration album it's a super group to me is what that record is i'm sorry that's what it is there's not an ounce of anthrax on that record it's a just an amazing album but anthrax has hung their entire career now, if you don't believe me look at their set lists Spreading the disease among the living and state of euphoria. Pretty much the rest of their career hasn't existed in mm. their career. I would say persistence of time only because they do like to play keep it in the family. Uh, even then, though, like, uh, if you hear any, and, and the pro, well, and keeping in the family is way better live on Attack of the Killer Bees than it is on the record. Um, but that hurts them, first of all. The fact that. Metallica can, and actually, we can all say how terrible St. Anger is, but people like it. Um, Met- yeah, Dude, okay. Metallica yeah. could release an album of Lars farting on a snare drum and people would like it. Of course. But I will say, I will say this. First of all, Metallica can pull from their entire career and realistically the vast majority of their career is by objective standards good. Maybe you don't like St. Anger, maybe you're not in the load, but objectively speaking, Metallica had a career that's for the most part pretty good across the board. You know, Megadeth I, I, had... I'll, 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 I'm just real quick, I want to tag right. on to that and say, even if the albums weren't popular, the, the songs are live, like Fuel, for instance, is a live, is a live crowd pleaser. Even if you say, I hate Reload... 
they could play that song and a majority of the crowd when they when James Hetfield goes, Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which has ah, ooh, is gonna go, yes. You know what I mean? I, I totally well, because the people that liked the, the people that, you know, were in their thirties and the eighties are older. You know what I mean? Like Well, that's what I mean. Like, you know, like, so we're we're, the, we're in the older group. I mean, we're right. not the oldest people that like Metallica, but you know, like people in their forties or early fifties that are going to see Metallica, like they were in their teens. They were teenagers or maybe early 20s when Fuel came out. So they probably don't hate it either. But so here's my point. I'm not, I don't want to talk about Metallica. Here's my point, though. Metallica basically has a career to, to pick from. Now, Megadeth made a couple of. Eh, okay, everybody knows that Risk is crap. But let's be fair. There's the 80s era and the 90s era, which you might say that the 90s era sold more records. I, I mean, I don't know how. It's probably true. I think it's true. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if but, nothing else, Countdown to Extinction is their all-time highest-selling album. Right. But if you go if, if you go past that, there's also the fact that Megadeth has two classic – they have two classic eras. They, they, people love the original band Megadeth, and they love the 90s Megadeth. So right there, they have two separate, like, and there, there are camps out there that like one over the other, like, majorly. And then even after that, well, you and I might say, eh, the last Megadeth album was kind of weak. It's not bad. They put out one or two really crappy albums, but for the most part, across Megadeth's career, they've been pretty solid. I mean, even, and you and I disagree on um, Dystopia. I think it was a pretty decent album. No, I think album. it's a great album. I just don't like it. Yeah, I mean, and I will say United Abominations had some pretty cool stuff on it. Like, they, Super Collider was awful. Like, I mean, bottom line is, they release, they release, they're in, they're an extremely inconsistent band with quality, but at the same time, in my opinion, even at their worst, they're not completely awful with the exception of maybe Risk. And, you know, I can say to you that I severely don't like Slayer after, I mean, objectively uh, Divine Intervention because I always forget that I do actually really like that album. Um, but I'm not in the... I, that's not to say... Every, no one, not The whole world doesn't agree with me. Slayer can tour on their modern music and it'd be okay. Oh, Slayer can Slayer can pull from literally their entire catalog. That's what I, I mean. Slayer I even, and Megadeth and Metallica can pull from their career. Look at Anthrax. Their whole damn set. By the way, if you see them in a 45-minute set, two of their songs are covers. Dude, do you know how stupid it is, in my opinion, that Anthrax still plays covers? No, I don't have a problem with them playing covers. What I'm getting yeah. at is... It depends on the covers. Like, Got the know, Time was my, a pretty big... point, though, dude. Got the Time like, was a pretty big song for them, and, yes, and it so was, was Antisocial. Sure, I'm not saying they're not, but damn it, you're one of the big four. You're playing eight songs. Two of them should not be covers, man. That that's, I, I love Anthrax. I, I'm just saying, like, it frustrates me because they really, they they actually. I might even go as far as to say I don't think they have enough confidence in their in their career. I think they're afraid to go outside of that, and I know why. Um. So they, they lacked an identity. 
or at least they, they lacked a consistent identity. They lacked a consistent sound. They had one for three albums. Um, they made, they didn't make as good managerial decisions. I mean, we know that. They allowed themselves to have humor, which the other three didn't do. I agree that they had Joey Belladonna. Now, I, okay, let me ask you this question. Do you think the problem was that they had a singer or that Joey was their singer? Um, Here, here's what I mean. Like, like, people don't dislike that Dream Theater have an operatic high-pitched singer. Well, it's not really operatic now. Well, they just don't like James Labrie. Now, they probably, a lot more people do now. But for years and years and years, people just hated James Labrie. They just didn't like him as a singer. They didn't like his vocals. And Dream Theater was like, we don't give a damn, he's our singer. And I have always respected Dream Theater. Actually, that is one thing I will say. I always respected Dream Theater for standing by James Labrie because they didn't give a damn. And got to remember, the thing about James Labrie is he screwed his voice up. He couldn't sing for like 10 years. And they kept him. He had food poisoning really bad that screwed up the back of his throat. He was hospitalized. Dude, he lost full control. He lost full use of his throat for years. And they're like, dude, you're a singer. We're not getting rid of you. Like, I... I respect that. You know what I mean? But I just wonder if people just don't like Joey's voice. I love Joey. Dude, I love Joey's voice. I, I, dude, if you want to see how good Joey Belladonna is, look up him doing Journey with Steel Panther. When you watch that man, or, or, or watch him do the, watch him do the national anthem at like a football game or something. Look, or at, he does it at baseball games. Look, look, go on YouTube and look up Joey Belladonna doing the national anthem. Tell me that man can't sing. He's a phenomenal singer, and they don't drop the tuning for him. But that doesn't necessarily mean people like his tone. <clears throat> so I'm just curious. I don't know. So I think, I think it's the singer part. I don't think it's necessarily Joey because, I, you know, I don't think Joey – I don't think Joey does anything that a different singer wouldn't do. I genu and plus I genuinely think people just have an issue with the fact that Joey sings. Um, I mean, if you look at their contemporaries, none of the other thrash metal bands had a true singer. They were the only ones that had a true singer. Most of the other thrash bands like Hetfield yelled, Mustaine did something like this, which wasn't really singing. I mean, he kind of sang, but he wasn't doing like that. Uh, he wasn't hitting like the high notes. He was, you know, worst he would do is go, nah. he would do something like that. Um, Araya was just yelling. You know, even if you go into like second wave thrash, obviously Bailoff wasn't singing. Uh, he, I mean, he, Bailoff wasn't even a vocalist when, he, when Exodus hired him. Um, you know, uh, 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 um, uh, frig, I'm having a brain hiccup here. Chuck, Chuck Billy, he was not a singer. He was just at the time, especially in the eighties, he was a Hetfield clone. Um, or at least that's what he was called. I, I genuinely think that he was, he more sounded like James Hetfield than he was copying his style. Uh, it just was a coincidence that his voice happened to sound like his, um, you know, all those, you know, a lot of those bands like Death Angel, you know, they they were closer than I think an to Anthrax, but, you know, they still weren't that a Pratic style kind of story. They, they were melody, like a real fake story. But, they you know, Joey would have sang that a real fake story. You know, he would be up there doing that, you know, that song rule. So I, I it is. But I genuinely think that 
it's because Joey was more of a quote unquote like Halford style singer. If Joey would have stayed low, meaning if he wouldn't have done those, ah, you know, that kind of stuff, I think that he would have been more accepted. Um, I, I genuinely think that because a lot of people will, will, you know, a lot of people I've also seen on, on groups and stuff say, oh, I like, I, you know, I can't stand Joey. I can't stand Joey. Um, I liked him better with John Bush and it had nothing to do with the music. It was literally just the vocals. Now they released that. Was it greater of two evils or something like that album? Whatever it was, whatever it was where, where John Bush did the Joey songs. And I can tell you for a thousand percent, John Bush is probably one of my favorite vocalists in metal, like period. Not just in that, not just for for a certain band, but ever. And I will say that he does not sound as good as Joey singing those songs. They just weren't built for him. You know, I mean, well, he can I adapt mean, it's, them. It's, it's it's there is more to. There's the there's great vocalists and there's the right vocalists and they're not always necessarily right. They're not always the same thing. I mean, let's let's be completely let's be completely honest like you get you get someone like well I, I, that's i mean that's a that's a great example but james hetfield's not a great singer great voice perfect for metallica that, it, it, that wouldn't make any sense you know you you have ozzy is not a good singer but his voice is just exactly what it should be yeah i mean even look at a guy like paul bailoff like he literally I was watching the documentary Murder in the Front Row, and they like I I, uh, I forget which member of Exodus. I don't know if it was Gary or, or whomever, but met him at a party, and they were like talking about music and just like agreeing. And he looked at him and said, "Dude, you're going to be our vocalist." And and Bailoff was like, "Uh, okay." He it's not like he was like a, a professional vocalist or a guy that sang. He was literally a dude at a party that was cool, and they said, "Dude, you you look cool, and you seem like a cool dude. Come be our vocalist." Like so, again, you know that. And a lot of guys in Thrash weren't singers. That you know they were guitar players who, you know, like if you look in the case of of Megadeth and and Metallica and and Slayer. I, I mean, I don't know about Araya, but I think. A lot of those guys sang out of necessity. Like they, it's not like Tom Araya was a singer who happened to play bass. He was a bass player who happened to be able to sing, or at least do vocals in that regard. You know, Anthrax was the only band that said we want a singer, and that's another thing Scott Ian says in his book is he said he want they wanted to be more like Judas Priest. They wanted an actual singer. Um, so they they were not a band that was looking to do. Um, that kind of like they were not a band that was looking to just do the same the yelling and the growling and the well at the time you know growl there was really no growling at the time but they were not a band that wanted to do the yelling and the screaming and everything else they wanted a guy who could carry a tune and that's when Joey came in and Joey had no clue what thrash metal was when he walked into the room he had never heard a single thrash metal song ever he was a classic rock guy he was singing Led Zeppelin and Journey and that kind of stuff um, so the world of heavy metal and thrash was new to him. Um, well, Joey had never heard of it. Right. Like, had literally never heard of thrash metal, did not know what it was. Right. So the guy, like I said, if you see his cover band, he's singing like Triumph and he's very good at it. He's not a thrash metal singer. I mean, I mean, if, if you want to, 
you know, like we, well, I mean, you were just saying like, it's with punk. You're like, well, it's not always the same thing. It's like, well, thrash is not always the same thing. But if you want to say thrash in its most basic or at least most stereotypical form, that's uh, uh, Neil Turbin was. Actually, I think in the last 20 years, Anthrax would have got more, would have got more respect if they kept Neil Turbin. They would, I, I mean, okay, look, I realize they wouldn't have not, they would have not had that success with him. I understand. But the last 20 years, they probably would have been respected more if they still sounded like they did in 1983. Yeah. Which is really damn sad because Joey is probably the one that sounds the most like himself than any of those guys. I mean, it's maybe not Tom Araya, but you, know, you get my point. I mean, Joey's voice has aged a little bit, but come on, dude, he's still. There is no question. I, I think lost anything. Yeah, I, I mean, gener- I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, all the all the big four vocalists kind of sound like themselves. Meaning, you hear Hetfield talk, you know he's Hetfield. You hear Mustaine talk, you know he's Mustaine. You know, you you can recognize the vocals. Um, particularly when Mustaine's like, "Hello, me, it's me again." Um, but I will say, yeah, Joey is, you know, I, I genuinely think part of the reason why they get crapped on so much is because they have a singer. Um, I don't know why. Again, you know, it's it's a conundrum to me. And, and it's always Joey that is the reason that people point out that they don't like Anthrax. People love Scott's playing, you know, and the other interesting thing is if you look at a band like S.O.D., almost everybody universally likes S.O.D., and there's not a whole hell of a lot of difference. You know, there is some difference, but the primary difference between SOD, aside from the fact that they're a goofball, short, two-minute song, two song band, is Billy Milano versus Joey Belladonna. If they would have hired Billy Milano as Anthrax's singer, you know, all things equal, would more people be a, a fan of Anthrax? And would, you know... Would they not have these constant discussions of let's boot Anthrax out of the big four because I don't like them. So let's put in Testament. Let's put in Exodus. Let's put in. And some of the some of the some of the people ban substitute like they're like put in Pantera. And I'm like, first of all, Pantera is not even thrash. Second of all, Pantera was like glam metal at the time when the big four were out touring Literally, Dimebag is like in pictures with James Hetfield with giant teased hair and spandex. You know, like so. Okay, yeah, it's certain. Insert that Pantera. Put Terry Glaze in there. Um, you know, and so like I just I don't get it. Testament came out way later. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to crap on any of those bands or say they don't deserve their place in history. But what I'm saying is like, so does Anthrax. Like, Anthrax earned it. They deserve their place in history. They did the work. They got out there. They they sold the albums. They did the work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't... Well, okay, I have gone... I have mentioned before my frustration about the fact that people think the big four is dependent on who their favorite four bands are. Like, that's just stupid. Because that's not what it is. You know, it's like saying the Beatles aren't a very big band because they're not your favorite. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 let's, you're being stupid at this point. But 
it is, yeah, God, there's just, there's so many different, there's just so many different things that, 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 that play against them, man. And, um, you know, and there, there is no proof more evident of, of, of this than the amount of people that crap on the fact that Charlie is in Pantera. Now, people crap on the fact that Zach is there. But I don't think most people crap on the fact that he's the wrong guy. People don't be like, people actually, if anybody complains about Zach, they're like, why don't you sound more like Dime? Okay, yeah, whatever. No one's going to really sound like Dime. The point I'm getting at is, though, no one has said he's not qualified to be in a band. Look at how many people are trying to, look at all those people that tried to say that Charlie wasn't, like, like he wasn't good enough to play in Pantera. Dude, hi, well, drummer. Do you want to know which band's music is harder to play? Because the answer is not Pantera. My point is, though, it's just the simple fact of, like, a drummer. <clears throat> if it was Dave Lombardo, no one would have a problem with it. If the drummer, if it was Paul, if it was a drummer from Slayer, no one would have a problem with it. If it was a former drummer of Megadeth, no one would. Well, clearly it can't be Lars. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> But it's Anthrax's drummer, so <laughs> that guy sucks. Well, and that's what's funny is, in my opinion, in my opinion, out of the big four, Charlie is the best drummer. Now, I would say Lombardo. You know, I look, Gar Samuelson was awesome. Um, Nick Menza, I think, had, had a great sound, but I still think Charlie could have played circles around him. And Lombardo... Lombardo... <sighs> I mean, they're, they're, they're drastically different styles of drummers, but, but they're yeah. you're right. They're Lombardo is a chaotic, fast drummer. Charlie is very disciplined, um, and, and I don't mean like he's the type of person that says I have to play this because it's musically correct. But if you watch Charlie play, he's not a I'm going to do tom rolls all the time. Like he's a very well thought out. Like he thinks about what he's doing. And he'll play it the same way every single time. Now, I'm not saying Lombardo can't, but I'm saying, you know, out of all the big four, I think he's one of the most talented drummers. Now, I, I it's hard to say Gar Samuelson versus Charlie Benani at the time, because I remember it was funny because, again, going back to Scott's book, he he saw he met Charlie and back, you know, when they were forming their band, Charlie played fast as a shark by accept. And he could play the double bass. And, and Scott was like, oh, my God, you can actually play that? No one can play that. You know, at the time, Fast as a Shark was like, holy crap. You know? So, you know, he and he could do it. And he was just like, yeah, I can do it. And he didn't think there was anything. Like, he was just like, okay, yeah, I mean, it's no big deal. He wasn't like, yeah, yeah, I can play it. I'm fast. I'm good. He didn't think – he didn't understand that it was – I mean, he understood. But he didn't see the big deal about, like, yeah, it, it's – it's fast. It's not impossible. Um, and not only that, you have to consider Charlie also writes all of Anthrax's music. He writes the guitars, too. Everybody thinks Scott writes the guitars. Scott may contribute to the guitars, but generally speaking, Scott will even say, I don't write the music. I write the lyrics. Charlie writes all the music. Well, I mean, clearly Scott has something to do with it. Well, he records I mean, it. In, in in pretty much any band, you know, if you're not a hired guy, I mean, come on. It's not that Joey has nothing to do with the vocals. But he doesn't write them. 
Like, Joey's going to put his own damn spin on it. Well, Joey probably comes up with the vocal melodies because Maybe. Joey's the singer. I mean, it, it's hard to say. You know, yeah. you don't know because you're not in the room. Right. You know, I, I'm not, I, I, I don't mean you don't know. I mean, none of us really know. Generally because speaking, none of us are though, really in the room. Generally speaking, though, it's even by the members of Anthrax, by Scott, by Charlie, it's accepted. Charlie writes the music. Scott writes the lyrics. Again, I'm sure that Scott will come in and say, what if I did this instead of that? What if I played it like this? Here, let's insert this riff here. I'm sure that happens. Just like, you know, Charlie's probably sitting there listening to the words and he says, you know what? Why don't we change this word to that word? Or why don't we break that line in half? Or, you know, I'm sure that stuff happens. It's part of the collaborative. It's part of the, you know, just the creative process. But generally speaking, it's accepted Charlie writes the music, Scott writes the lyrics. Like that's those are their roles in the band. Do they cross over sometimes? Sure. But those are their roles in the band. I mean, it's been that way since Spreading the Disease. Spreading the Disease, I think AIR was the first song Charlie wrote for Anthrax. And since then, it's been like the Charlie Scott show. Of course. I I just <sighs> It's just hard to say. It, it, it's... I don't know. Any way you look at it, it drives me nuts. But, I mean, it just bothers... Either way, it and, bothers and, and, me. It bothers this is me not just me. This is, all the time. The, the fact, let me say this. It bothers me less that they're not the most successful because that just happens. Yeah, I mean, Like, I I'm a King's X fan. I can't walk around with my panties in a bunch because I'm upset that a band I love isn't more popular. Yeah, yeah, King's X is the most talented band to not be really successful ever. Fine, great. I can't spend my life getting mad about that. But the fact that they get crapped on annoys me. And, dude, there's plenty of bands that I don't like. There's plenty of bands... I mean... They're like the nickelback of metal, man. Nickelback is one of the biggest bands in the world that has like a million mega hits and quote unquote everybody hates them. They sell out every venue they play, but everybody hates them. <laughs> it's like Jason News said, yeah, we sell out every single seat, every single place we play. Well, Nickelback is the band you don't tell your friends you listen to, right? Oh, I, I honestly, and I'm not even saying, I honestly don't listen to Nickelback, but okay. You do you, man. <laughs> well, dude, uh, you know what I mean. You you know the old joke. You know the old joke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, like, yeah. like what? what <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. And if you want to, uh, by the way, if you hear the following joke, that means Rex drank enough to forget that he should take this joke out of the episode. <laughs> you know, you know the old joke, right? What do Vespas and fat women have in common? They're fun to ride. You just can't tell your friends about it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, no, I dude, I don't like. I can't stand Nickelback because we were on the radio when the hero song was in heavy rotation at the and same time. Yeah, but hero it was in heavy rotation at the same time as How You Remind Me. So we had two Nickelback. We had their like two big songs. So you know, and I know that. Look at this photograph. That is a funny meme. I will say that. But my point is, like, dude. They're an undeniably super successful band and an undeniably talented band. They could not be as big as they are if everybody who pretends to hate them hates them. But they get crapped on. And look, I'm not, 
I'm not defending Nickelback as someone who likes them. I'm saying, guys, internet, get over it. They're they're actually really good at what they do. You can't all hate. I'm telling you, the the entire world doesn't hate them. You stop. Get over yourself. It's kind of it, it's kind of like that meme though. That's like the day when everybody found out no one really liked you too. They just thought they were supposed to or whatever. Like. Yeah. Like the day everyone found it out, found out they really didn't hate Nickelback. They just thought they were supposed to. Like with Anthrax, it's like it it just kind of bothers me. But groupthink bothers me anyway. I, half of it, I think, it's because they're the band like you're supposed to hate or whatever. I don't know. Um. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so, uh, there was something else I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. Uh, what the hell was it? That was the... Anthrax deserves your respect. That's what we should end on. There you go. Um, so here's the other one. My next question. Um, it's about, it's, okay, so, let, let, um, did we mention the fact that the other, Anthrax's other problem was that they had fun? Okay. That makes me think, let's, let's get off of the rant situation. I do want to talk for a little bit. I don't even know how far we are on time. I don't even know where we're at. Ah, we got some time. So, here's a question. It's May. Summer is coming. It's getting a little warmer. Et cetera, et cetera. We talked about this a couple years ago on the old show. On the, you know, like 200 episodes ago. It literally, it was like... First 50 episodes, we did this on the season one before those episodes went away. We did a whole episode about music we wanted to listen to in the summer for, like, grilling and, like, weather's getting better. I don't know, man. That sounds fun to me. Like, like it's one of those things that when, when the weather starts warming up. And, again, look, I live in a cold climate. Um, I, I have very four very distinct, you know, you do to an extent, not quite as bad as me, but we have, we have seasons. You have a cold winter, you have a hot summer, you have spring and fall, you have that sort of thing. And now that it's, you know, we summer seasons, is getting yes. closer, or at least it's spring and it's starting to warm up, I'm going outside and barbecuing, I'm standing on my porch and drinking beer, I'm putting <laughs> some music on. In your boxers. <laughs> boxers and flip-flops with socks on. <laughs> I'm sorry, when you're like, I'm standing on my porch drinking beer, I totally picture you in a a tank top, an undershirt tank top, your boxer shorts and flip-flops <laughs> with Dio playing, sitting in like one of those like, sitting in like one of those lawn chairs, but I mean like the old school like aluminum, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's like, that's you. <laughs> I mean, it just—I was—I was talking. I, I, you know, it's funny because I was at a—I was—I always—I so, sometimes go to thrift stores because you know you can find some cool stuff. And I found a leather blazer, and it's a little too snug on me, like a little too snug. Like it fits, but generally speaking, I'm bigger than you. Like I'm not, I, and I'm not trying to make it out sound like you're you're a little dude i'm just saying like i'm i'm taller than you and i'm i'm no, you broader shouldered yeah like, like i'm i'm 5'10 and i'm a you know i'm a broad-shouldered guy but no you've got a large frame you just do right i mean you're so and my my whole point saying truth. this is i told you i'm like dude i'm gonna send you this leather blazer and i was joking around with a friend of mine i'm like i'm gonna put a leather blazer a book full of dirty jokes and a rush album that i was supposed to send you a while ago 
And then I said, geez, all I need is a dirty magazine and some aqua velva. And I'm like, it's like Duff in a box. <laughs> I got my Duff in a box. <laughs> I'm like, aqua velva, dirty magazines, rush, a leather blazer, and dirty jokes. I'm like, geez. <laughs> it's like, the it's like you, know, you ever see those, like, uh, um, uh, you know, like uh, starter kits, <laughs> the Duff starter kit, a leather blazer, dirty jokes, a Rush album, <laughs> Aqua Velva, and a dirty and dirty magazine. <laughs> a and a, and a, a really cheap beer. <laughs> and, and, and a Pabst Blue Ribbon that's expired. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was on clearance. <laughs> That, to this day, that is one of my favorite stories. You came on the show and you're like, dude, I just had the most exciting thing happen. And I'm like, what? And you're like, I bought some beer and it was on clearance. And it was cheap <laughs> to begin with. You're like, dude, I paid like 75 cents a can or something. I mean, it was terrible beer. I bought <laughs> Milwaukee's Best Ice on clearance. It was, I think you, you paid even less than that. They were pounders and you paid like 60 cents a can or something. Oh yeah, dude, it was, it was great. <laughs> Anyways. It was the great. Rex, the Rex starter kit would just be a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It'd be a, a Pantera album and a, and a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's it. And, and That's it. Maybe, maybe a bottle of Seagram Seven and a can of Coca Cola. That's it. Probably, <laughs> probably. And some, and some, and some aspirin for the next day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the world's a twisted place. All that um, shows is I'm a lot less interesting than you are. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm interesting. Um, I just talk a lot, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not entirely sure I'm the world's most interesting man, but I'm not far off. Um <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, uh -huh, uh -huh, um, so so what uh -huh. else um What else um You have a list, dude. Oh, you're talking about summer songs. No, I'm talking about summer songs. Yeah, not summer sausage, not summer sausage. That summer sausage. No, no, I'm no. serious. So like, like well, what are? I mean, um, there there could be some summer sausage, just not the kind you buy at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, well, I know your I know your answer. Yeah, you you speed at night. <laughs> like what's what's the answer? What's the question? I don't know the answer. I don't know something. You, something like oh, okay, sorry. So now that summer is coming, like. I don't know, man. What do you want to like? Is is there something that when the weather like? Let's be fair, right? When when the weather starts getting crappy and fall shows up, we're both like typo negative. For me, it's like sad bastard music, like My Dying Bride. Summer's coming. Like what 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 are you what are you reaching for? For me, it's boobs. But like, what are you reaching for? Um, generally you know I mean? like, speaking, like, like, I'm, what's your playlist? What do you got going on? I'm reaching for a core a cold course banquet, and you know. The thing about my playlist in the summertime is I have a few go-to songs, and I'll tell you what they are. The first is Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart, one of my favorite songs of all time for Roll It. That is, if you were to ask me what song, like if you're getting in your car 
and you're about to go on a road trip. It's 90 degrees out. You've got all the windows down. What are you putting on? It's kickstart my heart. Like that is my road trip, like kickoff song. Um, but I will be honest with you when you're out in the backyard barbecuing, like I have, I have neighbors. Yeah. I live in New Jersey. It's densely populated. My neighbors are not 50 miles away. You know, my neighbors are literally when I'm standing out grilling, my neighbor comes out to grill and I wave and say hello in a regular tone of voice and they hear me. So when it comes to that kind of stuff, I think to myself, like, do I really want to blast like cannibal corpse? You know, I'm trying to be a nice neighbor. I try to be a decent, respectful human being. I try not to be like, how big of a jerk can I be and how violent or filthy of music can I make this dude listen to? So I personally think that when you have people over, maybe they're not all metalheads. Maybe your neighbors are out grilling and they're trying to enjoy the day too, but you also want to listen to music. I honestly find that the absolute perfect backyard barbecue album is actually the Black Album by Metallica. It's metal enough to be metal and still heavy, but it's one of those albums that I don't know a single person that's not like a Metallica died after Injustice for All type of metalhead that doesn't at least tolerate the Black Album. Yeah, it's it's it really is. I mean, it's 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 really tough to beat it. <laughs> um, you know, you get think, your six I'm pack, really... you fire up the grill with some hamburgers, you put on the black album. It's just I, I it's my go to when I'm sitting in. It, if I'm alone in my backyard, then I, I mix it up. I'll go more like in the the real metal, like the more extreme stuff. If my neighbors are out and stuff, like I said, I, I try not to be a jerk when my neighbor's kids are out. I'm not going to put on like, you know effed with a knife you know what i mean <laughs> like, <laughs> no i i agree i dude i'm totally with you like like the black album and i dude i'm 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 100 guilty of that too like i put the black album a lot in those in those situations ACDC. um i mean like summer comes like there's bands that like like sometimes like, like i'm i get excited and like oh i just want to listen to van halen actually that's not true summer hits i want to hear van hagar well van halen who else do you know what I mean? No, like I do. Um, I want to listen to I Van like Hagar. I like Van Halen, not Van Hagar. I will say, though, Van Hagar, like you said, not Van Hagar, or you listen to Van Hagar? I listen way more Van Hagar. So another go-to summer song for me is Summer Nights by Van Halen, obviously. Beautiful Girls by Van Halen. And Unchained by Van Halen. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Did I did I say Van Halen? Because it's Van Hagar for me for sure. I'm sorry. I don't know which one I said. No. no I, I think you said Van Hagar, but I'm yeah. saying for me, it's actually more David Lee Roth. Yeah. It, it's dude. I want to listen to uh, Pound Cake and Dreams. I, yeah. And, no. 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 I want to listen to Pound Cake. Like, uh, 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 finish what you started. Uh, 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 I don't know. But, well, we all know why you like finish what you start. Well, yeah, because the song's awesome. Um, but seriously, <laughs> yeah. no. Like, like it has like, nothing I, to do with what it's about. <laughs> But it's a funny story. <laughs> Come on, baby, finish what you started. Has to do with some blue balls <laughs> and trying to avoid them. <laughs> it's just like that Brian Adams song, Summer of 69, has nothing to do with the year. <laughs> Why should it? No, it Anybody literally doesn't. Anybody who thought doesn't. it did is an idiot. 
He 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 literally he literally has confirmed in interviews. He's like, yeah, it's got nothing to do with the year. It has to do with the time I knew this girl, <laughs> and that's all we did all summer. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, it's like cat scratch fever. It's about your neighbor's cat. You yeah, know, like, I bet. Hello, probably Hello. isn't. Um. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, and I'm trying to think of more like you know, I speed at night by Dio. You're absolutely right, Dio. Um, ACDC. Uh, I don't know which ACDC. Like, uh, I mean, really and truthfully, any ACDC. Um, usually, I will say Razor's Edge is popular in the summertime. Um, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of it. Razor's no, Edge. No, oh, yeah, dude. No, 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 no. The Razor's Edge to me. This is one of those albums because I like the Razor's Edge, but it's not my go-to. But it is definitely my I, okay. I, I listened to I listened to Mistress for Christmas at Christmas because it's awesome, and you and I covered it. But like, dude, no, I want to seriously. That is like the summer ACDC record. Why is it? I don't know. Like I and not thought. By the way, Thunderstruck is the one track of the album I skip. It's not because I don't love it. I'm just kind of like, eh, Thunderstruck. I've heard it many times. I love that whole damn album, though. Come on, come on. Love I mean, Thunderstruck me is an amazing song. It's just I'm sick of Money hearing it. Dogs. Yeah, Razor. Here comes the... I mean, Back in Black, yeah, I know I know you're tired of it. You're kind of tired of the album. I, I kind of get tired of it, too. It's one of those albums where I've heard every single song on it a billion and a half times. Um, I will also say... Um, I don't know. Like, uh, you know what? Their first album is a big summer song from as a big summer album for me. Uh, high voltage. Oh, oh, it's huge. There's nothing like sitting in the backyard and being like, cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. Oi, oi, oi. Um, um, that, no, that whole record. Oh yeah. The, it's uh, yeah, ACDC is a good one. I do, but I mean, I admittedly I do listen to a lot of Dio. I listen to a lot of classic rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just do. And dude, I'm with you about Motley Crue. Like I know, uh, Kickstart My Heart is a big one. Um, I, I I listen to a lot of I listen to a lot of hair bands. Because yeah, me too. I have fond memories of seeing a lot of them in concert in the summer. Yeah, I I agree. And you know, I I and generally speaking, like the summertime. You associate the summertime, at least I think most people associate the summertime with going out, having fun, staying out late because, you know, it stays late, light out, dark, you know, later and and everything else. And generally speaking, all of those bands are about having a good time, like literally I mean, nothing but a good time by poison. You know, I think that, you know, it's hard to listen to my life sucks and I hate everything when the sun's out, you're cook, you're sitting on your, you know, patio, barbecue, whatever, porch, whatever you got. Having a beer with your buddies, you know, st- you can sit outside because it's not balls cold out. Um, you know, I, I, you know, you maybe you're going swimming. Yeah, you know, like there's, you, you can actually go out and do things in the summertime. Whereas in the wintertime, you're freezing your ass off. So unless you're playing hockey, you're kind of limited. Um, at least here, at least where we live here. But yeah, I mean, like you know, so yeah, hair metal is a definite option. I think that's one reason why I like ACDC so much because a lot of ACDC songs are the same thing. It's about going out, having a good time, having a beer. You know, sometimes I'll listen to like you said, municipal. If I want to listen to something harder, I'll listen to Municipal Waste, something about drinking, having you know fun. 
those are the types of bands I like to listen to in the summer. I like to focus on the fun bands, not like the I'm gonna go in the bedroom and 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 cry or or you know I'm gonna jump off a bridge or you know that that kind of stuff. That that's usually for the fall when things are depressing. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, and it's especially like like Fourth of July comes up, but it's especially like early summer, you know. I I don't want sad bastard music right now. I want something kind of fun. I want to. Um, I keep saying that, but I do. That's it's just what I want. Maybe it's why I, I want to listen to Dropkick Murphys. I want to drink. I want to have a good time, man. I want to stand out. And you know me, like if if you, well, if you know me, I'm a huge fan of like I use my smoker and I barbecue a lot. I love cooking outdoors. So I, that that's just a it's a big thing for me. You ever smoke a ham? <laughs> yeah. How do you keep it lit? <laughs> yeah. That joke will yeah. never get old to me. Many, many times. I don't know, man. No, um, I will say. Well, anyway, hey, here's what I was going to say. I know this is a, it's just running into a briefer episode, but as of late, I, I am. <laughs> you need your bladder buster. Well, no, I do. I do. I do. That's part of it. But the other half of it is like conscious effort to try to keep these episodes a little bit shorter. And I'll tell you why. Because um, we were going to take a break. I was like, no, actually, I just want to, I kind of want to cut it. And, and let me tell you why. I've been thinking after last week, I was like, you know what? We need to. I need to get back down in the department of making a conscious effort to keep the episodes a little shorter. Main reason is so I'm trying to conserve my old man sleep status a little. I just don't want to happen again what happened last week where I'm just burned out. And making the episode a little bit shorter is just a little bit easier. So I am about ready to bounce. I know we haven't done an episode under, not kind of last week, an episode under two hours in a long time. But it's probably not a bad idea for the next couple of weeks while I'm feeling like I'm, I'm back on the mend from having a chaotic recent schedule. Um, so, Rex, is there anything you want to add before we make like a tree and get out of here? No, you, were, you, you shut your whore mouth when you talk about anthrax. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I shouldn't Shut have your said that. Out. No, you should. I shouldn't Anybody have said who that. doesn't like anthrax should be ashamed no, of themselves. I actually, if you don't like anthrax, that's fine. I should not Stop have said that. Stop treating them like a bunch of no-talent ass clowns is my problem. No, no. I, Dude, I need to apologize for what I just said. What I meant to say was, you shut your hua mouth when you talk about anthrax. I forgot Holy I'm in God. Jersey. <laughs> you are in Jersey. Anyways, continue. Anyway. Um, so, I'm about ready to bounce. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm glad you're here with us. Don't forget, check us out on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook, at The Heavy Metal Hangover the best place to go find us. Again, reach out to us. We'll listen. Give us some ideas for listener picks. We like talking. We like listening. It's loads and loads of fun for us. Um, and again, just remember, if you if you do reach out to us and it takes us a little while, I am typically not on our social media. Rex does that for the most part. And, you know, he's busy too, so he doesn't always get to it. Realize we are not ignoring you. We're trying to not be seen by you. However... We will. Life? What do you mean life? I ain't got a life. <laughs> so anyway, it's time we get out of here. Again, for a couple of weeks. We're going to see if we can't do this a little bit shorter. If, if it makes our listeners mad, you can let us know. But otherwise, this is kind of, it's just a good point because, I, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm fearing the burnout thing. It happened on the first season when we started getting deep into episodes. I, I started getting burned out, and I think it's healthy that we, that we, 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 we back it up a little bit. So anyway, I'm about ready to get out of here. I know Rex is about ready to get out of here. So we want to say, hey, it's been a lot of fun. Hey, 
Uh, hey. Thank you very, very, very much for listening. I look forward to seeing you again. We look forward to seeing you again. So let's just put it this way. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we will see you next week on another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover with your beer-guzzling, head-banging hosts, Rex and Duff. <laughs>